everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengerd, founder of Wengerd Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. This is the second message in the series called Hope in the Soul. Again, if you've missed any of the seven-part series called Hope in the Spirit, you should take the time to go back and watch or listen to those as well. These messages about having hope in the soul will center largely on faith and the role that it plays in living the resurrected life fully in our spirit, soul, and body. The soul is really where faith resides, and faith is the connection between spirit and body through the soul. So the message the Lord gave for me today is called, What is Faith? Last week I made this statement, Faith works every time because God is faithful. But how? In fact, I think we need to answer the question, what is faith? I also ask another question that says, uh, why do so many of us find it difficult to live in the fullness of God's blessing? Or phrasing it like this, why does faith work for some people and not for others? I've heard it asked, I've heard that question asked. So the main verse for today is Hebrews 4.2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So you notice the problem was not in the word. It was the fact that the word was not mixed with faith in those who heard it, and therefore it did not profit. It did not bring about what they wanted to see. You know, Jesus never spoke in uncertainty. He was always very clear with his description of faith. I think we can all agree that the problem is not in the word or in Jesus. Maybe we just haven't understood what faith is. Maybe if we can settle in our hearts that the only, only thing lacking is our own understanding, then our reality can and will begin to change. So let's get back to the question. What is faith? What does the word have to say about it? We're going to read some verses about that today, so please open up your heart to receive from God. The understanding of faith in your own heart will come through the Holy Spirit and not just through fancy words and descriptions from me. So allow the Holy Spirit to inform you. I'd like to read Hebrews 11. This has been called the faith chapter, and I'm sure you've probably heard it called that. You've probably read it. I want you to listen closely, though, because God has had new things to show me almost every time I've read through these verses. And I want to comment in between some of the verses, so just follow along as we go from verse to verse. I printed them out, uh, so they ha I have them in front of me here. Hebrews 11.1 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, there's my first comment. Faith is a substance. It is a real and a measurable material in the universe. Verse 2, For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Hmm. Now, in the beginning of this verse, we, we could say that we understand by faith, but God has shown me a better way to read this verse. And I mentioned this last time as well, a little bit. It would be more like this, and maybe I'll say this is the Dornwanger translation of this verse. Listen to it this way. We understand this fact, or this truth, 
By faith the worlds were framed by the word of God. The things which are seen were not made of things which are visible, but, you know, being invisible does not mean that it doesn't exist. The substance which formed the universe is the very powerful and creative faith of God. Verse 4. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death, and was not found, because God had taken him. For before he was taken he had this testimony, that he pleased God. You know, verses 2, 4, and 5 all speak of obtaining a testimony. And the way that it's written, it leads me to believe that this was actually referring to a high reputation with God. So they, by faith, attained a high reputation with God. And the answer is right there in verse 6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, verse 6 here describes God as a rewarder of the diligent. The next verses we're going to read speak of the reward and the blessing of diligently obeying God's direction. By faith Noah, this is verse 7, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. You know, these verses all speak of an action and a reward of those people. This was only possible by faith. Their actions required faith. And it's the same as James saying, faith without works is dead. Well, these people showed faith and action. Verse 12, Therefore from one man and him as good as dead was born were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises. I'm going to mention this a little bit later. But there it says promises. But having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. There it is again, received the promises, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which also he received from which he also received him in a figurative sense. 
By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. You realize here, Moses was esteeming the reproach of Christ. This required faith in something far beyond what he could physically see. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. As seeing him who is invisible. So, this is all again by faith. By faith he kept the the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. Now this is a message, possibly a message all in itself. But anytime we simply copy the faith of others, it results in negative and sometimes very destructive actions. That's what the Egyptians tried to do. But this should be a warning for us not to copy the faith of others, but instead go to the Word of God for your own faith. Now verse 30 here speaks of a physical result of the combined faith and obedience of the children of Israel. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. You know, the actual substance which destroyed the walls of Jericho was a substance, a material called faith. It was invisible, but it was a very powerful substance. Now listen to the rest of the chapter. And this is a brief listing of some of the physical things which were affected by faith. Verse 31, By faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises. There again, is the word promises. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, we're going to talk about the difference between the promise and promises. They stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, Remember what a testimony is here. All these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. 
God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So, I want to mention this. I want to talk about what is the promise. And this is the difference from how it's mentioned earlier in, the, in this chapter. That I want to highlight this, and, and I had missed it. I had read this chapter many times before, and just had missed this fact. So all these people obtained a good testimony or a reputation, but what was this promise? We find the answer in Acts 2.33. It says, Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out that which you now see and hear. This is um, Peter talking, and he's actually quoting Joel, but he's saying that, They received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. Notice the people before in the Old Testament did not receive this promise, but through us and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and receiving the Holy Spirit uh, on the day of Pentecost and all of that being available to us now makes their faith now perfect. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. It was poured out upon us. and, And we have also the substance of faith to accomplish anything that we desire to do. Anything that God desires to do through and in us. But can we have different levels of faith? Or is it all just the same for every person? In Matthew 8.10, it says, When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. So he talks about great faith. In uh, Matthew 8.26, he says, why are you fearful, O oh, you of little faith? So he's talking to his disciples and he mentions little faith here. And so we, we see Jesus describing faith at being at different levels in different people. Now I'm, I want to look at just a couple more verses here that talk about how faith was visible to Jesus. Uh, in Matthew 9, 2, it says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. So Jesus saw their faith. Jesus, uh, in uh, Matthew 9.22, it says, When he turned around, uh, this is a woman that touched the hem of his garment. He said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And that woman was made well from that hour. In Matthew 15.28, he says, O woman, how great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. So there he mentions, how great is your faith? In Matthew 16, 8, again talking to the disciples, he says, O you of little faith, why did you reason among yourselves? So if you see, Jesus is mentioning great faith and little faith. So several times in in Matthew, Jesus actually says that the faith, that, that pure faith has the raw power to move an entire mountain from one place to another. So, instead of seeing this just as in a, a figurative example, I think we should believe it exactly as it's written. Jesus talked about this in Matthew 17, 20. He says, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. In Matthew 21, 21, Jesus says to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but 
Also, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. Again, he doesn't talk with uncertainty. He says it will be done. Now, I want to show you a place where this exact movement of mountains actually happened physically on the earth. Most people miss these details by not digging into the word and and taking the time to grow their revelation. But look, look how this amazing movement of mountains is described in Psalm 114. Uh, I'm going to start in verse 3. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams, the little hills like lambs. What ails you, O sea, that you fled? O Jordan, that you turned back. O mountains, that you skipped like rams. O little hills, like lambs. Wow. Just imagine a nation of several million people wandering in the wilderness for 40 years and continually needing a place to camp. These verses prove to me that God not only divided the Red Sea and the Jordan River, but he also moved the hills and the mountains around to make a way for the children of Israel. So if that's possible, then why would it be different for us today? It's God is the same and the power is the same. Romans 1.17 says, The just shall live by faith. And I'd like to challenge you to dig for yourself in the word. Find new revelation for yourself. Is faith the active force in your life? Or, or are you living by some other means? God has poured out upon us the promise of his Holy Spirit. And he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's now up to each one of us to learn how to use what he has given. Remember, God is never angry with us if if we miss it. He's always guiding us to greater and greater access of his goodness by faith. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.